Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just Say Guay. I'm your host, George Guay. Today, I'm joined by Owen Pickering of the Swift Current Broncos. He's the captain of the team and was the first-round pick for the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 2022. Owen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, George. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah, it seems like you've had a crazy year, man. You're back with your team again. You're the captain again. Congrats on earning that again. You play in the AHL. Another development camp for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, another year in your contract. You had an injury that was uh, really tough to deal with during training camp. Seems like the crazy year isn't over because you might have to play or get to play in the World Junior Championships for Canada. What's this year been like for you in 2023? Yeah, it's uh, definitely been a whirlwind. Uh, I think just uh, heading back to last year, we obviously uh, fell one point short of our goal of uh, making the playoffs with Swift here. So that was quite difficult. But uh, the opportunity to play in the AHL, get, uh, I think, eight pro games under my belt uh, was super special and, and something that I was honored to do. Uh, growing up, I was a huge Manitoba Moose fan. So uh, to be able to play in the AHL was pretty surreal. And uh, they treated, treated me super well there. So and then heading into the summer, I had a really good development camp with the Penguins. Um, they put on a, a great development camp. Uh, the organization's top-notch. So uh, did a really good job there. And uh, yeah, getting an injury, obviously. Second straight time, I, uh, I missed NHL main camp, which was uh, obviously difficult mentally. Uh, but I, for the last couple of weeks I was there, I was practicing full time, uh, got to take warm ups to preseason games. So, um, it, it was, it's been a good year so far. And, uh, obviously we're getting a few more wins as a group, uh, with Swift and we have some confidence here now uh, we're rolling a bit. So it's been, uh, it's been a crazy year, but it's been a good one. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. A lot going on, but it's been a good year. It seems like your team's playing a lot better now and you know, heading in the right direction. Good things are happening with the Penguins. You're under contract with them. You've been to camp, uh, played the, the warm-ups, like you said. For all that to happen, you know, it has to start somewhere. Like you said, you're from Manitoba. Could you talk about where you grew up and where you first put on the skates to play hockey? Because, like I said, it has to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I grew up in uh, St. Adolph, Manitoba, a small town about 15 minutes south of Winnipeg, uh, 1,500 to 2,000 people. Uh, it's a hockey town. It's hockey and hockey in the winter and uh, baseball in the summer. So that's just kind of what you do. I started playing hockey when I was three. Uh, my dad built a uh, backyard rink uh, for us that uh, has some pretty cherished memories, obviously, uh, with my siblings as we got older. And I uh, started playing with the St. Adolph Hawks Timbits program and played with them until Pee Wee when I uh, transitioned to the East Men Selects AA program. And then I played for the Southwest Jets Bantam AA team. My first year Bantam, I got cut from Bantam AAA that year. They told me I was too small, actually. And then uh, I made Bantam the following year. We won a championship. And then I went to Rink Hockey Academy when I was 15. And then I uh, was lucky enough to play in the WHL bubble at 16 and have been here ever since. So uh, growing up, a lot of the credit goes to my parents. My dad flooded the rink at 3, 4, 5 in the morning for us to be able to skate on it. Um, I owe all of my success to them. So I'm uh, super grateful for everything my family, my sports system have done for me. Yeah, what a journey it's been. And it definitely has led to so many great things in your achievements. And it's great that you recognize all the people that helped you uh, get there. That is unbelievable to hear that, uh, you know, they called you too small at a young age. You know, uh, for someone who's a tall person like myself, I heard that too. Uh, so it's nice to, you know, hear that on, on the other side that, uh, you know, it's uh, working out well. So yeah. Uh, you mentioned the bubble, COVID. Obviously, 
Canada was so much uh, different of a process of handling and dealing with COVID in the United States. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys had to uh, deal with getting vaccines a lot later than the United States, but you had to play hockey. You know, what was it like playing in the WHL with such great competition, but during the pandemic as well? Yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience for me. Um, heading into my 16-year-old year in September, uh, if it would have been a normal year, I probably wouldn't have made the Western League. Uh, just with uh, the spot I was in kind of in my development, uh, I think that I would have played the U18 year at RHA. Um, but obviously with the dub being on hold and the whole CHL, pretty much the whole hockey world being on hold, uh, I, I kind of went to, to RHA and we had kind of a COVID condensed program for a couple months where I was able to just get stronger for two, three months. And uh, then I kind of got the call that I was going to be able to head into the bubble. Uh, I think it got there in February went to University of Regina dorms, which were extremely small. Uh, so it was uh, it was definitely a, a bit of a crazy experience at first, but uh, I, I didn't think I was going to play very much either. I, I came in expecting to kind of be scratching in the lineup, not play very much. And uh, I kind of just got there and there was a couple injuries. I got scratched the first game and uh, played the second game, played my first game against Winnipeg Ice. And uh, played the next 22. So I played 23 out of 24 games and uh, ended up being on the first power play at some points. Um, it was it was a pretty cool experience for me. I would have stayed there for another 24. I know some guys are getting sick and tired of it, but uh, for me, just heading back into lockdown with no hockey wasn't much better. So I was uh, I was obviously very honored and very lucky with the team being in the situation they were. Uh, we were able to put some younger guys into some situations where we were able to develop a lot of the 04 guys on our team, Matt Ward, Josh Fellman, were able to get opportunities uh, due to just the situation that that the league was in, where there was no fans, no playoffs. So it wasn't really a downside to developing your young guys, and I think that helped us a lot. Yeah, you definitely made the most of it. It's definitely marvel that you made the most of it in tough tough circumstances, like you know, living in a certain spot where, uh, like the dorms of a, of a college and having to deal with that. And you made, like I said, you made the most of it. And I talked to um, Tanner Howe about playing in the WHL a few weeks ago at, at such a young age, and he made the most of it too. How much did that experience, you know, that 23 games, I know it was in the bubble, but how much did that help in your growth in the next season, knowing that you know what it took to be successful in this league? Helped me a ton. It was uh, invaluable. I think that the ability to not only – figure out what I need to get better at, figure out that I need to get stronger. I was playing at like 170 pounds. So uh, figure out that I need to get stronger, but also have the confidence that I, I knew I could be good in this league. And uh, I'd gotten my feet wet and I was really excited to come back at 17 with different goals in mind uh, and a newfound confidence that wouldn't have been there if I didn't get that experience at 16. Yeah. And you know, that great season that you had the second year, it led to Team Canada having eyes on you and wanting you to play in the U18s. What was it like playing for that team, uh, you know, putting on the leaf for the first time in international play, playing with some good teammates as well, like Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli, they were the one-two pick in this year's draft. What was that experience like for yourself and just knowing that you got to live out a dream of putting on that Canadian sweater? Yeah, when people tell you that it's uh, surreal every time you put on the Maple Leaf, they're not lying to you. Uh, I know that kind of growing up, that's that's every kid's dream in Canada. So to be able to – I actually remember walking in the dressing room it's kind of the mental pictures walking in the dressing room and seeing my jersey hanging there and looking on the back of it, 27 pickering. So uh, you definitely take a moment to to take it in. And then after that, you're just going out there and competing. Obviously, it uh, it was tough 
losing in the quarterfinals. We didn't we didn't have the success that we maybe wanted, but to be in Germany, my first time in Europe, and play with some great players, play against some great players, build confidence, and uh, also get my feet with Hockey Canada was uh, again pretty special. Yeah, what a moment to put on the jersey. So you know that was in twenty twenty two. Does kind does it kind of ring in your head of you know going into that tournament that you know even though I had a great WHL season for my second year this is kind of like my last impression for teams for the draft did that kind of hit you at all yeah yeah I think the U18s is kind of the mecca of uh scouting I think that you you know that I've obviously followed the draft growing up and you know that kind of that's the last last real impression guys can kind of um make or break there's their seasons and their draft slots from from the U18s whether that's um, being a first round or not being a first round or getting picked or not getting picked. You see that happen all the time. So going there, I think I'd done a good job throughout the year of, of not worrying about the draft too much. Uh, obviously you're going to think about it at some points and you're talking to a lot of teams and stuff. So um, that'll be there always. But uh, for me, I was just going there excited to represent Canada. I wanted to win a gold medal. So uh, I think that that kind of took care of itself. Obviously I was lucky enough to to become a first round pick and, uh, but I, I let myself worry about the draft a little more after that that U18s because then uh, I think a lot of the work is done, right? And you're just looking forward to to the combine and, and stuff. Yeah, that's the right approach you had. Just take care of the, the little things and eventually things like the draft, you know, they'll come around and the good things will happen. You're right. It's interesting to see how those tournaments really play an impact on the draft. And we saw with uh, Sokoski, uh, you know, how he wasn't really expected to go number one. He had that strong tournament, and that was really the last push for him to go number one to the Habs. So just take me through the process of getting drafted. It's something you've worked towards your whole life. You get drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round, three Stanley Cups uh, this century. One of the best players since Wayne Gretzky, if not the best player, has played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, second most wins since 2004. I know a lot of people say it's great to get drafted by any team, but what did it mean to get drafted by that team? Yeah, it was it was really really special. Uh, I don't really remember the moment very clearly. Uh, I I blacked out uh, walking down the stairs. I, I remember actually just sitting, saying "Don't fall" because uh, I couldn't couldn't feel my legs. I thought I, I, thought I was floating. Uh, having Chris Letang announce the pick, somebody that I looked up to as as a hero growing up, uh, was was super super special and and something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Uh, and and meeting all the staff, having them believe in me. And then uh, having Sidney Crosby text me after. Uh, I remember remember staring at that for, for three, four hours uh, with my roommate at development camp, uh, just wondering what I should respond back. Uh, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty simple text from him. And uh, I wasn't sure if I should say Mr. Sidney, Mr. Crosby, sir. So uh, it, was, it was definitely pretty special. And again, I'll, I'll remember uh, that week uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah, what a moment. What a class act Sidney Crosby is to reach out to. That's just awesome. It's it's the team that you want to be with and the, and the culture you want to be around. Is there some sort of sense of re relief just once the draft, your name is called and that part of it's over just because of how stressful it is? You got the combine, so many interviews, maybe last minute interviews. I remember Logan Cooley said that uh, the Flyers were interviewing him about 30 minutes before the draft, asking him questions. Does that sense of relief hit once you get your name called? So that was... Uh... That was a, a definitely a crazy experience for me. Um, one of the most exhausting weeks of my life. And obviously it's it's something that you're very grateful for and, and not something that, that I'd look at as a negative. But talking to all those teams, it's 20-minute interviews and you have to be on 
all the time because it's an NHL team, right? So uh, to be able to make it through that uh, and then get drafted, uh, yeah, I, I'd had I had teams calling me the day of uh, for sure, and, and you're kind of you're kind of telling yourself like, what do these guys not know about me already? You know, <laughs> so um, I don't know. Obviously, means that they value you, and um, it was pretty special. So. I don't know. There, there is a bit. There is, there is relief for sure. I, I didn't eat for two days before the draft. I was so nervous. Um, I lost like sixteen pounds. So it was, uh, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Uh, but something again that walking through downtown Montreal on the way to the Bell Center, uh, for the draft, people stopped me along the street and just the buzz around around it, and obviously it being sold out was was pretty cool and. Again, I know I'm saying this cliche, but something I remember for the rest of my life. Definitely. And, you know, you're just getting started with the Penguins and it's definitely a moment to look back on for the rest of your time with the Penguins. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I think that they had it in the Bell Center. We'll see what's going to happen in Vegas with you. I think that's another great spot to have it in. But, you know, if it was up to me, I think they should have it in, you know, cities like Montreal or Toronto or Boston or New York, you know, every single year. So what was it like going into that first development camp? High expectations. You're the first round pick. And uh, eventually you signed your contract with the Penguins, but you know how challenging was it just to walk in uh, to that environment and just have such high expectations? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say the expectations was the the big big deal for me. Um, I'm, I've always been pretty good at, at handling those, I think, and I I think I owe that to my parents a lot, being able to lean on them. But uh, I would say just being so incredibly nervous to walk into the Pittsburgh Penguins facility, like just walk into the dressing room at the practice facility, meeting everybody, um, kind of the all eyes on you feeling, uh, which I, which I kind of crave and I enjoy that. Uh, but on the other hand, it is like, I got drafted. Uh, I think it was like 10 30 PM and I made it kind of backstage after getting picked and, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins reps that were kind of walking me around through all the media stuff after you get picked. They're like, yeah, like development camp starts tomorrow. Like you're on a plane tomorrow morning. I was like, holy, like, and they're like, yeah, like your flight's at like 9.15 or whatever it was. So uh, it was a quick turnaround. I didn't get much sleep that night. I was uh, pretty jacked up and uh, obviously trying to, to enjoy it with my family and obviously say bye to them as well because I was going to be gone for, for a week or 10 days, I think it was. And then I got home and then left right away to go to World Junior Camp. So uh, in that summer, it was kind of like the U18s, um, the combine, the draft, development camp, and World Junior Camp were all pretty condensed. Uh, so trying to enjoy it with my family, but also spend spend time with them. Yeah, you know, I got to give you a lot of credit for just seems like it's hockey nonstop. I know you love playing it, but it just seems like there's there's never really a break. You know, I see that with a lot of the guys I went to school with at, at Providence College. Like their season ends and, and school ends, and then they got to go to development camp before they know it, and then they're back at it with the team, and then the season's just – um, I give a lot of you hockey players a lot of credit. So coming into the season uh, after development camp, being drafted, you have a lot of confidence. You're named the captain of the team. You know, what did that mean to you, knowing that I know in a lot of hockey locker rooms, there's leaders all over the place and every guy can be a captain. But what did it mean to know that the team chose you? Yeah, we have a, we have a great, great, great team, uh, especially last year. We had, we had a great room of leaders. Uh, so to be chosen was an honor. I think – off the bat, you're kind of you're kind of tricking yourself into thinking you have to change, but um, kind of my teammates were there for me, obviously, and 
Uh, the reason I was named captain is just because what I do every day. And that's something that uh, I think over the past year I've learned about being a leader and it's something that I'm going to try to continue to be better at. Yeah. What a rewarding experience to be named team captain. I'm sure the Pittsburgh Penguins saw that in you, a great leader. And that's part of the reason why they drafted you. Uh, so what was your time like with the, uh, the Penguins up in the AHL? Uh, just because I think we see a lot of uh, players in Canadian junior hockey, they'll spend a lot of their time with their junior team up until when they can't anymore. And then they'll go to the AHL. I've seen that with a lot of the guys I've interviewed, uh, like Logan Stankoven and Brennan off, and they spent as much time as they could uh, before uh, going to the AHL. What was that experience like for you, and what did you learn? Yeah, it was a very cool experience. Um, again, we fell short of our goal here of making the playoffs, which was difficult. But uh, to get the call, to be able to go to the American Hockey League and, and play pro games, um, with the Penguins organization was something that uh, that I was really looking forward to. Uh, when I got there, I was welcomed with open arms um, from top to bottom in the Penguins organization. It's, it's just great people everywhere you look. So um, the guys were great to me. They welcomed me in and uh, they allowed me to perform. Uh, it's it's a challenge to play in that league. It's it's a very hard league. So uh, to go there was was definitely a change. Um, guys are stronger, guys are faster, guys, guys are bigger. So, um, the cliches, like you're just playing against dads. I thought, you know, that was something that for me, um, I remember I was boxing out, um, uh, my first game and I kind of just looked at the guy and there was a whistle and I, I'd caught him a little bit up high and, uh, he, I, he looked me in the eye and he looked like my dad, he was like 38 missing like four teeth. And it was, uh, it was it was pretty eye opening, but again, once the puck drops, you're just competing. And I, I thought I did a pretty good job there. We obviously didn't win very very many games, but I'll just be able to finish the season and, and have that experience going into the summer, and then uh, coming back into this year is, is something that uh, I think helped me. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a great experience. You know, it, everyone has that same objective of trying to get to the Pittsburgh Penguins when you're on that team, and that's that's a pretty good story. So, just. Wondering in terms of when you're on that team, you know, it's definitely a different league from the WHL. Like you said, players are bigger, faster, stronger, older. Uh, are they running and preaching the same stuff that you learn at development camp? Like, are they running the same system as the, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins would learn? So just when you do get that call up, you kind of know what you're doing. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So take me through this season so far. Very close in the standings. You're playing really well. What do you like about this team so far? And where you guys are heading? I love our group. I love every guy in there. Uh, I think for us, we're just getting our feet feet under us. We had guys away at pro camp uh, for a while, uh, but now that we're we're back, uh, we beat a very good team last night at Medicine Hat. Uh, and, and I think for us, we we have confidence, we have a swagger, and when we play with it, um, we can beat anybody in this league. So we're looking forward uh, to every game coming up here and uh, we want to do some damage. The goal is to, to win a championship in Swift. And um, I think with, with our core group and, and the guys around, I think we can. Yeah, definitely great to have that championship robust mindset. Owen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck the rest of the season and good luck with the Pittsburgh Penguins.